As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it, and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. It is so good to be with you again this week. Hopefully all is going well on your side of the world. Everything is going well on this side of the world. As always, I'd like to welcome all new listeners to Second Chance Coaching and welcome you to our Second Chance family. And and hopefully you stay with us and join us on the Second Chance Reentry Journey. I'd like to especially welcome our new listeners from the country of Austria. Welcome, welcome to Second Chance Coaching. And our returning listeners, I also welcome you as well to this week's edition of Second Chance Coaching. And thank you for continuing to join this journey of love, second chances, and reentry. Tomorrow here in the United States is Thanksgiving Day. It's a wonderful day of family, food, celebration, and festivities. And as a family, you know, as a nuclear family, an extended family, we've always cherished and celebrated Thanksgiving. As, as we got older, I even noticed that in our nuclear family that our mother would in particular put so much effort into making Thanksgiving special and festive. I remember the first Thanksgiving when I came home, it was definitely very, very special. Of course, special that I was home. And then, and then mom made it particularly special with, with food, music, and a lot of talking and conversation and just the, just the cherished gift of being around one another. It was my mom, my sister, my niece, and I, but just being in that small, intimate circle, it was just a warm and safe place to be, and just a safe place to be in that in that space of love. Now, the year before that, spending Thanksgiving in prison, it was far from the ideal place to be to, to spend a festive holiday, but the feeling of gratitude and thankfulness still was able to penetrate the concrete walls and the barbed wire. The men still cooked lots of food. We shared the food with one another, and we shared stories of our families, memories, and especially aspirations of freedom and doing better, and of course, being better when our second chance would come upon us. Now, as we embark on the holiday season, there's lots of room for joy and togetherness with friends, family, and loved ones. Now, but in the last few years, between the Namdis and mom's passings, COVID-19 pandemic, and family living in separate states, there is definitely room for the holidays to be a reminder of what and who is missing, rather than still recognizing that being thankful is still ever present. You may not see it right in front of you, but you just have to be proactive in in, in looking for those expressions of being thankful, because there's always something to be thankful for. Even if something as simple as just waking up in the morning and having the chance to live life, you have you have something to be thankful for. I have something to be thankful for. When I first came home, 
it was easy to be thankful as being home, as I said, and being free made every day a celebration. It was a celebration of freedom, quite honestly. Even this year, uh, circumstances has brought about where the opportunities to see my three favorite girls, my, my sister, my niece, and my daughter, won't be able to come about. You know, the transition with the house that we're doing, the new transitions with work for my sister, my niece, and myself, my daughter will be visiting her maternal grandmother, whom she hasn't seen in two years, and I know she's very excited to do that. It'll prevent us from seeing each other, from spending that time together. But that time and that, that time apart, we still have the love between us. The love is still there. And in this season, individually and collectively, there's, there's always the concentration on being thankful and, and while we're focusing on happiness, joy, and fulfillment. Now, it's always good to say that, and sometimes always easy to say that we should be thankful or just be this or just be that. And of course, the researcher in me always wants to search for the how, how do you do this or how to do this. And, and, in, and in that flavor, I definitely looked up, looked up on, online for, for things about gratitude and, and, and thankfulness. And I found, and I ran into a website that was uh, hosted by the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the CBC for short, specifically their website, CBC for Kids, that indicated as they were doing for kids, five ways that being thankful is really good for you. I particularly like these reasons when it came to kids because our kids, our children, and seem to just be bombarded in this day and age with social media, text, emails, and a universe full of distractions that are that could be concentrated on one cell phone or iPad or a computer. And there was a couple of ways in which CBC for Kids talked about that being thankful is really good for you. Number one, it talks said it said that showing thanks to others makes them feel good. Think about that. You're you're looking to put life and love into someone else. Because a simple thank you will make someone feel good, appreciated, and valued. A lot of times we get away from that saying thank you or please to someone and knowing that that thank you will make someone feel good and be appreciated and valued. And you don't even know how that would make someone's day. I know when someone says thank you to me, it makes my day and I feel like it even makes my day when I say thank you to someone else. Being Two, being thankful gives you confidence. It does increase your self-esteem. It makes you more confident and it makes you less worried about comparing yourself to others. I remember there's a high school friend of mine. She's really big into fitness. And I, I and when I'm when I was doing and working on my fitness journey, I always told her that, you know, I want to be like you when you when I grow up. I said, I love how you do things when it comes to fitness. It's just so great. And she reminded me, she said, remember, you're on your journey. It's OK. Don't compare yourself to me or compare yourself to anyone else. Make sure that you're working on your journey. That's what you're doing. And that excitement is there for you. And that excitement is there with you. Never forgot that. Next, thankfulness makes you a more positive person. You look at the glass half full, not half empty. While some people look at, look at the glass half empty, when you're thankful and being that positive person, you look at always that while it's half full, you're still looking at what's there. You're not looking at what's not there. Another thing that, that, that the CBC for Kids reminded kids to do was to write a gratitude journal. And writing that gratitude journal could actually help you sleep better. When you write a journal, you could write down the things of the day, 
but also if you're writing what you're thankful for at the end of the day, and then those are the thoughts that you go to bed with thinking like, this is what I'm thankful for. It helps you sleep better and it will always help you keep focus on what's working in your life. Number five, it just makes you happy. It, when you're thankful, it helps you really get through the tough times and it optimizes the health of your mind and your body. And I could certainly attest that that has worked for me and, and that has worked for me in so many ways, shape, shape and form. It's just, it really does just make you happy. Now, while the CBC for Kids gave great advice, one may think that, oh, this is only for kids, <laughs> but this advice is universal for everyone. And it was validated when I, when the researcher me continued to look up more information on different websites. I, I went to the University of Washington School of Medicine and Harvard University's medical school that talked about how gratitude benefits our bodies, our minds, and our lives. And the University of Washington talked about a couple of things. It, it says that, you know, gratitude benefits our bodies, our minds, and our lives by gives us a stronger sense of well-being. It actually gives us a healthier heart, that there's less inflammation around the heart. It, it, it really gives a healthier heart. It, it transforms your mindset in regards to even your job and your career and helping you love your job and have improved job satisfaction and really be able to optimize your work-life balance and look at your quality of life and appreciate those, those around you at work and, and appreciate the work in which you do. Once again, it talked about how, ha helping you sleep better, very important. And it talked about how having that you learn to cope with stress a whole lot better. Now, that was just the University of Washington short list. Now, when I looked at Harvard, Harvard University's medical school list, they talked about things that were pretty similar that what, what University of Washington spoke about and what the CBC for Kids spoke about. Number one, they talked about write a thank you note. And not only write a thank you note to others, but write one to yourself. At least write a thank you note to yourself once a month to talk about what it is that you're thankful for, what it is that you're thankful that you did for yourself. That will make such a big difference. And then send a gratitude letter to someone else. A lot of times we talk about we want our roses when we're alive. Tell someone that you're grateful for and that you're that you have gratitude for what it is that they've done for you. Let them know that you won't you cannot imagine the kind of difference that would make in someone's life. Number two, it's, it, this is an interesting one. It said to thank someone mentally, to mentally thank someone and, you know, really to treat someone that extra special and show that gratitude. So if you maybe you're shy or hesitant to show someone that gratitude, just thank them mentally and, and let your actions show how you treat them, that you're definitely thankful for what it is that they do, even though sending a gratitude letter doesn't hurt as well. Number three, these, these similar themes still keep coming up. Harvard University says, keep a gratitude journal. Write down your thoughts, your gratitude thoughts, share it in a journal every day, every evening, every day when you wake up and every evening before you go to bed. Number four, it says to count your blessings. Once a week, write down three to five blessings per week that you're grateful that you've received. Um, be specific. What are your feelings around those blessings? Really write those things down. And number five, just says to pray. That was mom's advice all the time. She would always say, all you have to do is pray. And of course, when I was younger, as I've shared with you before, I didn't really appreciate that advice. But as as she is transitioned, I appreciate that advice even more, that praying is such a, is such a powerful tool. And the last thing Univ Harvard University talks about is just to meditate. Having that mindful meditation to focus on the present moment 
without judgment of yourself, without judgment of others, and really concentrating on that gratitude and that thankfulness. You know, the holiday season could be really tough when you think about what's missing, what you don't have. When you get to that place, think about what what is there to be grateful for. Think about the joy. Think about the love. And there's plenty to be thankful for. It is there. Keep focused on what's what's there to be thankful for. You'll be better for it. You'll be much better for it. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you supporting this podcast. I'm thankful that I've reached out to so many different people through this podcast. I'm, I'm so thankful of hearing the stories of your stories of resiliency and succeeding and, and, and conquering your reentry journey. I'm so thankful that you have honored me in sharing your stories and sharing your journeys with me. I'm thankful for my friends and my family. I'm thankful for my health, my, my loved ones. I'm thankful for my children, my sister, my niece. I'm so thankful for them. I'm so thankful for them. And I'm so, like I said, I'm thankful for you again. Please take the time that tomorrow when you're sitting, having turkey or ham or whatever it is that you're enjoying with your family, you're listening to music and watching football and whatever it is that you're doing, enjoy that moment. Enjoy that moment and being thankful because believe me, you're being blessed. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.